Hey, is is Dusty dead yet? <laughs> Trust me, people, it's funny now. Um, it's awesome because all your friends, every single one of your friends, has a brand. Valid. It's very true. That's, that's a very you're wearing, true statement. Actually. And you're wearing a West and you wear a West Coast hat all the time, and I do appreciate it. This hat, actually, I, I brought it out of retirement yesterday because I felt like I was good enough to wear it again. I hadn't worn it this whole comeback. And, and, and keep in mind, everyone, I don't do anything for him. I actually am kind of a shitty friend. So he's still wearing the hat despite that. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault you guys make the best stuff. And then the okay. shirt, I put it on the, the other day when I first wore it. I was like, these colors. Man, I don't usually yeah, wear a, a sharp shirt. That's that's a sharp yeah. shirt. I it, I know that you know it's on a webcam and stuff, but you see it and it it, it looks nice when you see it. Oh, for you know? sure. So um, yeah. we've we've swapped things up. We're recording differently. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we we had something happen that seems to have happened to everybody. Um, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it. I've heard everybody, and then you know Fuad had the famous incident where he lost. A two-hour Jay Cutler interview. Um, I'm glad you finally got to what we were talking about because it sounded like an erectile dysfunction issue. No, no, and and, like- and, and and then we 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 previously lost an episode, but it was just us. We had no guest. True, and we had some problems on that episode, anyways. And I remember we lost it. We were like, "Oh well," and it then it happened last week. We had the Mountain Dog John Meadows on for his second appearance on It's Just Bodybuilding. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, by the way. Like, share, subscribe. I've got, I've got, uh, I'm being told to bring the mic in. You're being, you know, you did this on your own. You remember? That's good. How am I now, Scott? Am I good? So uh, we had John Meadows on. You're good. And fuck, did we have a good chat, eh? I'm just shaking my head. (laughs) That's my answer because, because we covered things that had nothing to do with bodybuilding. Then we touched bodybuilding. I mean, the football stuff was gold all by itself. Just listening to him talk about coaching and and how he's running the offense and stuff, I I, I found I had a lot of fun that interview, and then we lost it, and it was a tragic software, like looked like something out of a movie that happened to the software. It was all fucked up and uh, corrupted the entire file, and we were unable to pull any audio or anything from it. So. We just uh, want to apologize to John. Obviously, we feel like we wasted a couple hours of his time, even though he had a good time chatting with us. I was going to say, we had a good uh, chat. We just didn't get to share it with anybody else. Yeah, I was like, we had our own private little episode. It was a really good one, too. And um, so, yeah, you, you know, John said, John said, hey, I'm happy to come on again and, and redo an episode. Um, but from everything I've ever been told about redoing stuff, you know, like with, with problems like that, it's uh, to actually kind of wait a little while so that you don't like you don't accidentally attempt to recreate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that's what I was thinking. Even you know, when we talked about wait, it, I'm like, you, know, you just got to let it go. Where it goes like at that point. Months or time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. What's going on with you, man? Same old. I mean, now now life's normal. You know, so yeah. things are normal here. We don't have any restrictions i don't have any restrictions as far as me and training so it's just getting things back to normal um my my uh therapy 
I have a fucking team. That's how old I am, apparently. Working on me, so we're fixing my right side. But things are getting, they're cranking along. So I kind of feel like it's kind of old news now, and I'm just well, building up. So how, <laughs> how, how bad is your right side? Like, give us an example. Uh, I can't do, so pressing has gotten better. But uh, any, like, just like a normal single arm dumbbell curl, um, I can't do both sides at the same time. I have to be able to kind of twist my arm under a little bit. I have no um, resistance on internal rotation. So like if I'm trying to resist you, you'll just pull me right out. No problem. You know what I mean? So, so your, we're just your subscap. Your subscap is really weak. Yeah. There's the, yeah. and it's actually coming from my neck. Um, it's yeah. somehow when they left me prone. So uh, Jason is fixing it. Uh, Dom is fixing it. And, you know, it's getting better every single week. So yeah. it's just more of a, I mean, what's nice about it is, is I'm in a mental place now where progression is showing. So I'm not really impatient. I'm just kind of like, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. The, you're the, just, the you're, only you're, thing that's, you're, you're, you're in the wagon and the wagon is going up the hill. So you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing that's funny is uh, I think, and it, I mean, I've got a theory that has no backing, but I'm super, super sore all the time. Okay. But I think it's it's not just from being back in the gym. I've been back in the gym now for almost a month. Um, I really think it has something to do with how quickly the muscle is coming back also because I'm wrecked after I train. <laughs> like, 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 like you mean like two or three days worth of doms, like normal, like that, that type of soreness? Yeah, like that only six days. Six days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, know, it's like the, exactly night, the, the night before I'm about to hit a body part again. I'm like, you're wondering. Okay, yeah, it's 90%. Yeah. So I guess I can go again. You know what I mean? Whereas like my lats were sore enough the other night that uh, it was three days later. I woke up in the middle of the night and I went to get like back in bed that, that took the dogs out. And I was like, I'm too sore to get comfortable. I had to take uh, two right. Motrin just to take a freaking to go to sleep. <laughs> That's so. funny. Um, as far as you mentioned soreness, um, I noticed that I don't get as sore as I used to. I don't get my old soreness at all. Asshole. Oh. From, you know, from just, I think, you know, obviously um, my training intensity is like super high right now though. Like I just, I still train as hard as ever, but the loads just aren't what they used to be. And I think it's just a tissue damage thing. And then also um, it would also make sense if it has to do with muscle fullness, like as your muscles, you know, a fuller muscle has more tension in it. So therefore right. the stretch stretch loading would be more damaging. Right. So I think that when your muscles are really big and full and you stretch load them, because I would notice it, especially if I did stiff leg deadlifts or dumbbell flies or whatever your, your, your kind of stretch load, you know, exercises are. Yeah. And I would always get more soreness doing those. And then I also noticed, I've mentioned this before that close to a contest, I stopped getting sore and I think it's cause you're like, you know, you're low carbs and you're not getting those crazy pumps and you're a little flat. So right. the stretch load isn't as damaging. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, uh, I, I can, I can definitely say it's, it's nice because you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, the connection is there and everything, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to the normal, like three days sore back to normal. three days, two <laughs> days sore or just like yeah. that. Oh yeah. My chest is sore, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, I, I'm in a one-story unit here. 
stairs or oh, would yeah. not be my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. when I was in South Carolina, I had to go up and down the stairs all the time. And I'm like, I would look at them like, do I really need what's up there? Maybe I'd just sleep on the couch. It's a nice couch. <laughs> if, you, if, if you lived in Texas, you'd, you'd have a giant ranch house. Yeah, see, that's what like they have one, here. One floor. East, East Coast, they, they fucking love these two stories for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not no, my deal. You know, I'm more like you. You, you. you get the condo. You just take the elevator up and you're good to go. Yeah, I have no stairs in my life at all. Yeah. Yeah. Separate so the set. gym. Oh, one the gym if the you gym. want to do cardio. But see, I don't do cardio, so I'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I haven't bathrooms been are downstairs. The, the bathrooms are downstairs. The weights are downstairs. Why the hell would I go up there? I don't even know what we have up there. <laughs> Somebody's like, step mills broken. You're like, prove it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Step mills. What are those? <clears throat> so did you, uh, did you do a uh, question box? I didn't look. No, I didn't do a fresh question box. Um, I know you did one. I, I had some, you know, some topics that, I thought we could do pretty good with, and I was just willing to kind of free ball it. Wow. I, I, I like this commando Ooh. idea of yours. Um, what, I do what the show your, commando, you, by the way. Can we? <laughs> I think, you know, one thing I, I definitely wanted to touch on uh, is the uh, women's bodybuilding this weekend. Yeah. I mean. Hey, how did Michaela look? Like, like I want her to prep me? It's unbelievable, eh? You know, I was oh, watching that. Uh, I nasty, was watching her uh, her hotel room pictures. Damn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely bananas. Um, and uh, and and we're gonna have her on here shortly. Actually, she's agreed to come on the show. Yeah, that's about it's about time. Yeah, well, I've been working know. it for like we, a we year. Were just waiting, we were just waiting. We were just we were just waiting until she looked. We were just waiting until she like showed up in shape. See, I was going more a different route. I was waiting until she was so brain dead from being shredded that she would agree. Yeah, there you go. In the, in the off oh. season, she was thinking far too clearly and kept saying no. She's like, no, I'm not going out with you. Yeah, it's- yeah. Don't even bother asking when there's ice cream in her. <laughs> Stop it. Was but, um, no, but I mean, literally, it was it was awesome to see her come back. Um, and I love knowing that she essentially did. I mean, she did a prep herself. Um, she did bounce uh, some ideas off of Andrew Vu at the end just to make sure that her head was in the right place, but um, yeah. yeah, she was. She posted the pictures from the hotel, and I'm like, "Well, if you get beaten, then good for the girl who brought something better than that." So <laughs> yeah, she also has like crazy, like it's hard to compete with the shape too, like the back, the back double with the the really super wide back. Oh yeah, you know it's like, what do you do? Yeah, but you she's know? got. Uh, it's funny because I've I've talked to a few people that don't didn't realize like. She'll bury most people, most men in the gym, just fucking kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's yeah, in- I see the banded, I see the banded leg presses and stuff where she adds the band to the Cybex squat press to make it worse. Yeah, but then and she then, does it like a 17 second negative. Like, I mean, yeah, with like, <laughs> what did she go like eight plates? Yeah, which, it's freaking yeah, silly. It yeah, it's funny too because she's, uh, I, I was talking to John Ward last night and I'm like, I said, it's so nice because you see her and she's like this nice, sweet thing and she's like, four foot nothing and then she kills you so <laughs> yeah good. i like it yeah, definitely awesome. have her on the show buddy we already talked about her a long time ago so i'm glad i'm glad you sent the message yeah i actually reached yeah. out before i knew she was competing again and then she actually told me she was i'm competing she wasn't planning on doing this show i think she was doing one next weekend which i'm sure she's not doing anymore 
Um, but yeah, she jumped in and uh, went ahead and beat everybody. So that's fun. I'll never know what that's yeah. like. Well, is <laughs> I, you know, and then here, I, another thing too, like, um, she got me like to pay attention to women's bodybuilding all weekend, which, you know, I'll True. admit, I don't always do the most of, and it's, so it's good for women's bodybuilding. So she's oh, yeah. good for women's bodybuilding. Agreed. hundred percent. You know, 100%. Heather, Gra- Heather Grace went over to women's bodybuilding as well. Oh um, yeah. Which is awesome. I, I, I've always loved her yeah. physique as well. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of same thing kind of grew out of the division and the physique uh, division. You mean? Yeah. And yeah. I respect the fact that these girls, they're like, your option is either regress or continue bodybuilding. And so that's what they do. They're like, ah, I don't really feel like going the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, imagine, imagine being in a position where like, you know, you're, you're in that kind of prime of your career and you've like really discovered how to add muscle to your body at an advanced right. stage. And then they start telling you to stop and you're like, but I just figured this shit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, you way. know, like, like the first, the first 50 pounds of muscle, that's just eating and training hard. Right. Right. And then it starts to get harder and harder to get add muscle. So you get some of these girls that like figure it out. They figure out their bodies and then someone tries to tell them to stop or they're going to have to leave the division. And it's like, well, I'll see you later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I I think a lot of them would, would uh, just, I mean, if you're, when you truly love the sport, they would leave. And if, even if there was no division, like, because I think the people who truly love this, uh, like those two, they compete and they like to compete, but they do this because it's in their soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think they need a stage to continue the work and 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 the growing and all all that good stuff. It just gives you a reason. I agree. Um, you know, I can relate. I mean, damn. What else going on, buddy? Same old man. Other than I got these millions of questions. I mean, you're, I got a lot. You're, you're, so so. Let's say I, I got to ask you about yes. a couple things. Fire. Um. First of all, you're training with Tommy again. Yes. So I just wanted to get like, uh, what was the first workout back like? Uh, it was, so we trained, uh, the very first day was uh, pressing, which is actually the the one, like definitely the area that's still working to come up. Um, right. and, it, and, and we did a bunch of stuff I hadn't been doing yet. So it was my first time on like the Smith uh, incline. Um, felt good. But I have no, I have no reference on that to know if I went up. You know what I mean? But that's yeah, yeah uh, you're I, just training. I, yeah, yeah. But I, but it was funny because I posted about it. I got done. So we got to um, an incline um, fly press that I love doing. But I had no idea how much weight to use. So I started with twenty. You know, and I was like, all right, I'll try twenty, and that was fine. Then I went to thirty-five. But I did realize that kicking them up because of that neck issue was hard. So I told Tommy, I'm like. Why don't you hand them to me? Hand me the right one up high, and then I'll just start in the motion. Um, so we did that, and it was funny because I went up to thirty fives, and there was a kid standing there doing curls, and I literally was like, "Hey, how would you stand on the other side of that bench?" Because I have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> like I didn't know if I'd go up and lose balance and just dump it. Because I told Tommy, right. "I'm like, whatever happens, don't try to spot me. Just let it be. I'll drop the dumbbell if I have to." Uh, so. I did the I did the 35 and it went well, like really well. So I was like, all right, screw it. I think I ended up going to like 45, um, which is kind of okay. funny because I used to do those like 130. But uh, 
I got done and I told Tommy, I'm like, well, that didn't go as bad as I thought. I mean, I started at 20 and uh, it was so funny because he, Tommy doesn't have, um, he talks monotone always. Right. right. And literally without breaking speed, he goes, a month ago, I was holding your juice box so you could drink out of a straw. <laughs> and I was right. like, okay, this went very well. You're right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You, you've made a very valid point that I could not support a juice and drink out of it a month ago. So yeah, you're doing all right, you know, man. It was good. But uh, actually yesterday we did legs and I was super stoked because I underestimated on everything, you know, so that was good to see, mm -hmm. but, I, but legs aren't connected to that issue there. My legs are way down in size, but I, I, the, you know, strength is not what it was, but I was really happy. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and, uh, and we did a lot of weird stuff, high rep stuff. So we did single leg, leg press, Dante's got me doing a sets of 50 with that. Yeah. And you know how that works. At 30, your mind is begging you to stop. So so this, <laughs> let's let's just say, is this sets of 50 or is it one working set of 50 with each leg? Uh, one working set of 50 with each leg, and then you go to two legs um, and do a set of 30. Okay, okay because um, I was just saying... Yeah, you hear the word you sets, know. you're like, so how many of those are you doing? No, yeah, because I, I can do I can, 10. Yeah. You know, I'm just but yeah, you you're, 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 I know, you're not, I know, you're not I know doing Dante that shit likes, twice. <laughs> Dante likes the high rep Widowmaker style sets for, for certain things and certain people. And I know I know exactly what he's doing with your training. I can see I can see exactly what the plan is. So that's awesome. I'm yeah, I'm excited terrible. for yeah. I know I know you guys are talking about me it. from myself. So <laughs> Yeah, which exactly. Someone's got to do it, Dusty. Yeah, no, it's definitely not me. Tried, we all tried to protect you from yourself for years. <laughs> but nobody was there to tell me to chew the steak, assholes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you thought I had that one under control on my own, you know? Yeah, so how about you, man? Interview. What's what's going on up there? Um, it's going really good. We had that crazy fucking hot patch that just about well, it actually killed like there's like 130 people that died from like just sitting in their apartments and getting dehydrated. <laughs> so Canadians aren't aren't used to, um, you know, 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. You know, it's fucking brutal. But anyways, we got through that. It was all good. Um, I got a bit of Achilles tendonitis for the first time that, on the bike. Yeah, I think it's from because I was working on this one trick that I'm trying to add to my trictionary. You like that? <laughs> yeah. So um, I got this one trick that I'm working on, and it's like, you know, I must have fucking tried it like a couple hundred times. It's just this right. one hop. This I got to hop from one peg to the other and fucking pull the bike around. And um, I just jamming that foot onto the peg like a couple hundred mm -hmm. times. All of a sudden, my Achilles tendon like, I was like, oh shit, I have Achilles tendonitis for the first time in my fucking life. I'm like, is okay. that brutal? Like walking? No, it's just like, no, walking's fine. I don't notice it walking. I only notice it when I like go to train calves. Right. You know, it's like, I'm totally fine. But when I go to train calves, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that tendon's kind of sore. And Do you then, think like, most people wouldn't even know if they had it since they don't train calves. Well, hey, there you go. They might run up some stairs. What stuff normal people do? Like, do normal people run upstairs? Is that a normal person thing? It's Anyways. funny. It's, I, I had to say that because uh, Matt, I'm doing Matt's uh, training again. And uh, he texted me this morning. He said, uh, 
your the the week three leg is stupid. And I sent back, I said, yes, it is. And then he sends it back. He goes, but my calves are up a half of an inch. And I said, well, it's amazing what happens when you actually fucking train them. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I wish. That's that's most people's problem why their calves won't grow because they don't actually use them. Right, right. (laughs) It's funny. I um, Because my Achilles tendon was a bit sore, I was like, oh, well, shit. I can't not train my calves because they're already terrible. I have to train them or they just get worse. So I thought, okay, I'll just do like all sets of 30 then, you know, and right. and as long as I don't go into like the super high contraction, that's where it hurts. Oh my God. I was going to think it was the opposite. I thought it would be the deep, and deep then stretch. the very okay. bottom stretch. So right. I just do like a middle, like two thirds, like 30 rep flex set kind of thing. Right. And they get super pumped and then they actually got crazy sore the first time because it was like You're, something different. You, you found a way. <laughs> So it was kind of funny, like the, the, just the muscle was like super sore and my ankle felt fine. So I was like, oh shit, that was actually okay. Right. So yeah, just, just fine in a way, but you know, I got to remember they say, you know, that I'm not 25 anymore, Bullshit. but my hormone panel would say otherwise. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Let's what do you mean you're 19? You're 19. Yes, sir. I am. Yeah. Look at my blood, my blood profile. Like, are you having a lot of wet dreams, son? (laughs) (laughs) Be careful. Sixes look like tens to people like you. (laughs) When's the last time you had a wet dream, Dusty? (laughs) Wow. That I, that I was part of, um, (laughs) aren't you part of all of them since you're having it? Wait a minute. What's happening here? Yeah, I, think I, I had I, like we, a fucking random one. And when I was like 35, I had like a random, I woke up one morning. I was, what the fuck? It's funny. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I've run into that uh, since I was probably a kid. Oh, yeah. I hate this. Person. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's going on? All right. You hate somebody. Some, some, yes. Because they said bucks and six, like they're, the sons are playing the Bucks in the play and the finals right now. No, notice how Dusty didn't really want to like hang out on the wet dream topic. He was like really. I'm ready skipping to right over that shit. Yeah, that's- I thought I, I when when the wet dream topic first hit, I thought, hey, this might be ten minutes, and then it was like fifteen seconds. It was all good. Yeah, because listen, you've got someone at home. There's really no reason for you to have wet dream. You should be unarming the weapon before you go to sleep. No, I know, but that's the hilarious <laughs> thing about them. Like they just. Like, you know, like, you know, you have them when you're like 12, you know, 13, 14, 50, you're having wet dreams or whatever the fuck, whenever they start. Yeah, and then they go away. But then you have like a wild random one when you're older and you're like, holy fuck. And it's like, a, it's like you got a freebie. <laughs> yeah. In fact, so I know. So it would seem to me, it would seem like a waste. It's a waste. Like I didn't even, I didn't even know it was there. I just woke up in a sticky mess. I don't want that shit. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're great. So Ellie and I have been together nine years and I know for a fact I had one since we've been together because I remember us talking about it and laughing our asses off. But yeah, you have a dream where you're like banging some hot chick. Maybe it's someone you know, maybe it's not. And then you go poof and then you wake up and it's like you got a freebie. It's like, honey, I yeah, just see, had a whole I could, pack. I could definitely tell you that has definitely not happened to me. So that's a it pretty much counts. It, it's, it feels almost like the real thing, you know? Wow. Yeah. You've got a... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm glad that didn't happen while I was uh, under the influence of doctor's drugs. That's good news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, who knows? Who knows? Who knows where you went, buddy? Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody does. They were all there in the room. So, Jesus. 
See, I just I couldn't let the wet dream thing die. I had to bring it back for at least a two minute story. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you brought it back for yourself. But I'm ready to move on now. I'm good. He's, he's, that's good. Oh, wait, there's a question about wet dreams. I'm just no. Okay, there's not. I know. <clears throat> okay, but let's Here hear from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Phone a friend. I'm going to call see, someone and ask them if they've see, had now, wet dreams. Now is reason. when like when we do decide to go live on Facebook. This is when like the screen will be going, you know, all the people. We should do it. We should, we need to start doing that soon. Okay. I'll leave a note next to this. I'll leave a note next to this topic. We'll bring it back. We're going to bring it back for the uh, Facebook group. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm starting with some good ones. What are your top three bucket list items? Like. Oh, so you don't mean things just you got to do like before you die? List. No, yeah. <sighs> See, I went for something you ready for. Stuff, right? Yeah, no, that's you know what? It's funny. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Um, you know, it's kind of cool because I already got to do like a lot of cool shit. You know, right? Like, you know, I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, I got to skydive. Like, I've already done that. I don't have to skydive. I jump. I bungee jumped in Malaysia off one of the highest ones in the world. That's twice. Fun. I thought so, that uh, bungee jumping was actually more exciting than skydiving because the ground is right there. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck am I about to do? Well, plus, you know, when the when the bungee grabs you and you still get that feeling like you do on a uh, like on a roller coaster. Oh yeah. You don't you don't get that when you jump out of an airplane. You're just falling. So it's like nothing. Yeah. It's it's a cool view, but yeah, I thought that the bungee jump was cooler. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um I just I just want to have enough money that I'm like secure and I don't have to worry. You know what I mean? That's my number Pretty one thing. Fair, I don't really yes. think about bucket bucket list items. You know, I've like I've been to NFL games, I've been to like, you know, I don't know. I've just I've done a lot of cool shit. I don't really, I've been to every concert I've ever really wanted to go to, you know? Um, I don't, I'm with you because I don't have anything I've that like. I've on top of mountains and I've been on like tropical islands and I've done like a lot of cool shit. I've been super lucky. I don't really have a bucket list of like things. I, I have a great day every day. I'm really, right. <clears throat> most days is like pretty awesome. Like what'd you do today? I'm like, I fucking worked a lot, but I also worked out and I rode my bike and I pet my dog and I got an awesome girlfriend. So I'm pretty happy. What do you See, do? Yeah, you're like me. It's like <laughs> every day. It's it's kind of funny because I know people like they'll live for the weekend or for whatever else. And I'm yeah. kind of like, I actually typically don't even know what day it is, other than when we do the show. I know I need to be here, but outside yeah. of that, like literally, I'll ask. I asked Tommy the other day at the gym. I was like, "What day?" And he's like, "Oh, we're doing uh, we're, we're we're pulling." And I was like, "No, no, what day is it?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah, Wednesday. yeah. Oh, cool." <laughs> I know. I know. Wednesday. Very cool. No, I'm with you. I don't, I, I don't have any bucket I, list either because I would just do what I, if I had something I wanted to do, I wouldn't even know it was on my bucket list because I'd get it done before the end of the year. Right. Like I, I have things I want to do this year, but they're not like, oh, before I die, I better make sure I do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah, more yeah, like, yeah. yeah, these are things I want to do. So no, I'm with you on that. Definitely with you on that. That's like the lamest fucking answer I could. I didn't even give one fucking thing. Yeah, but you don't really have one though. Like that's the problem. I don't know. Like make something up. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I think Ron wants to be in the X Games and he wants to win the whole thing. That's his bucket. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I, you know, I would, I would like to be a good enough rider that I could, uh, like go to one of those, they have these like world jams. Like there's the one love jam in, uh, in California. And then there's the mm-hmm. voodoo jam in new Orleans. And it's like, you know, they have them in Germany and shit, but like riders come from all over the world and they just fucking party for like three days and ride. You know what I mean? And there's Is like, it like a bit de- just like a giant space or how do they do it? Yeah. So they like have some designated riding spots, however you organize it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's a contest like on one of the days, there's a contest where like actual pro riders will compete. But other than that, it's just like, they'll say, Oh, you know, this, like if, the one in California, there's this giant fucking parking lot. That's really famous. It's just mm-hmm. fucking humongous. It's down by one of the beaches and mm-hmm. that's where they meet every year. And it's just like fucking hundreds of them. And then it's, but then they're also, you know, they're at the restaurants and they're going out and there's bands playing and it's like, you know, kind of crazy shit. Right. So those are kind of, it'd be cool to go to one of those, like a music festival, but it's all fucking riders. <laughs> how do you, how do you become a professional? Um, I don't know what to even call it. Flatlander. So oh, it's just, just, you just, you just have to be good enough that you like back when so you, like, you just ask, but basically, but you can get embarrassed if you're not awesome. Yeah, like when you enter a contest, you check the box, like novice, intermediate, expert, professional. Right. You know, and... Okay, because I know that's how it is with boxing. Like you can, I could literally be, I could be a pro boxer immediately. Yeah, Um, you go box for money right away. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get your ass handed to you probably. That's that's actually why I, I love boxing. I really, like at the highest level, but uh, as guys are coming up, they pad their numbers. Like... They fight guys that should not be in there with them, and it's like, yeah, there's a lot. Seems of like seems like a waste. You know what I mean? Like I, I know a friend of mine that was fighting at one point as early, like early in his career, but I think they paid him seventy for the fight, and the guy they fought that he fought, they paid him two grand. Right. It just wasn't on the level. You know what I mean? It was like you're here to get your ass whipped. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna like, look. Good. It's like back in the eighty. It's like back in the eighties when they would uh, send out the jobbers to wrestle the big names in the WWF. You know, exactly. You watch the exactly. Saturday morning exactly. wrestling. There were there were no superstar versus superstar matchups. Those were saved for like the car, the big cards. You know, yeah. It was those those Saturday matchups were like you know the big boss man versus David Smith. Yeah, from North Carolina. <laughs> and David Smith gets dropped on his head at like the thirty second mark and you pin him, and that's over with. You know, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I was curious about that though because. Because it is a subjective thing. Um, yeah. You know, the only thing that I do like that they do, and I don't even know if it's a real thing, but like I follow that barracks, the skateboarding um, page, and they'll okay. do they'll do a con like a, a competition where if you and I were competing on the bikes, I do a trick and you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. They, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, there's- and then and then it goes back and forth, like so if somehow I miss my trick, then you get to start. And I have to do yours. You know what I mean? Those and are cool. That's so brutally hard to do because everyone's got a different style and a different bag of tricks. And it, yeah. it can be, yeah, that's those guys that can play that game and go for like hours. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know? They have, I, I've seen a couple of them because they post them and I'm blown away because it's like, you know, I bust out a trick that only I've ever done. And then all of a sudden you do it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck. fuck, he's doing this and then going into this. Let me see if I can pull that first try. Boom. And then sometimes they do. Yeah. First try. It blows, it, it blows your mind. You're like, are you serious right now? Yeah. I, I, um, I have to ask you what are uh, another one of my favorite Instagram pages right now is a guilty pleasure page. So 
what are your guilty pleasure pages? And I'll tell you mine to start. Uh, well, my, my favorite is nature is metal. Okay. But that's, isn't that you know, great? I, I freaking love that shit. It's like that, so that I, page is just so raw and you realize that nature don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I, I, so there's, there's some videos on there that I make myself watch. Like my instinct is to not watch them. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is fucking reality. It's like my little, like, you know, you already live in a fake world. Like yeah. where money has meaning and you're actually have an illusion of safety at all times. And this is reality. <laughs> Right. You yeah, know, exactly. This is, yeah, this is what is. happens. This is what will happen when the power goes out for 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. They, what, what, what do they call that? Um, the purge, uh, that movie yeah. that's yeah. real life in nature. Like, yeah. When you, you watch know. nature as metal, that page will fucking, Oh yeah. What's some of the I, best I just, ones you've seen on that? Well, I saw one the other day and I don't even know if this was nature as metal, but I thought it was pretty sick. Um, a, a leopard of some sort, I want to say it was a leopard, was hunting. Like, so it left its cubs and a giant anaconda came and they're filming this whole thing. Like, so the anaconda comes to get the cubs, then she comes back and fights it. Like, Holy that shit. was wacky. I don't, I don't know if that was on that one because I follow a few of them, but that one was nuts because, I mean, we're talking like a giant snake. <laughs> yeah, like a 15, 20 foot fucking anaconda. Yeah. So it was fucking crazy because, yeah, I mean, it'll just eat the entire cub like it's nothing. You know what I mean? That's not even a large meal for one of those things. So um, did it so get any of the cubs? It got it got one before she came back. And then and, and then when she came back, it was I mean, how do you fight a fucking snake when you're a cat? Think about that. Yeah, you got to. Well, you got to get lucky. And it can wrap <laughs> up on. I mean, literally. So it ended up. I mean, the snake bounced. But I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, what the hell is it? <laughs> yeah, you know, but Jesus. but she yeah. also didn't like kill it. It was yep. just enough for it to to end, you know. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I love watching that. That's probably my favorite. Uh, where I, every single time I pass it, I stop. Yeah, I always stop. I looked at a great one the other day on Nature's Metal. Um, it was a lion, mm -hmm. and uh, he was sitting there. Um, looking right at the camera and he was all ripped up mm -hmm. and uh, covered in blood. And he was looking at the camera and, and it was a carousel. And then the next photo was like this water Buffalo laying on its side. And, and then there was a, some footage of them fighting. Right. And it said they, the, the lion attacked the water Buffalo cause it was by itself. Right. And they fought for over an hour. Didn't they and both they kept, die? Yeah. And they kept taking breaks. They kept taking breaks like they would take a break and like the line would just like walk circles around them and they would get yep. their breath and then they would fight again. And um, the water buffalo died from infection and the lion, yeah. the lion, no, the lion killed the water buffalo and then the lion died from its wounds because the water buffalo yeah. gored it a bunch of times. So punched yeah. a bunch of holes in it, but it's fucking brutal. And they're both dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but that was the that was how they ended it, right? So so then the, the guilty pleasure page for me is um I think it's drunk girls getting hurt. <laughs> oh my god, I, I might need to check this one out. <laughs> or is it just girls getting hurt? I don't know. It might as well be. Yeah, it's just girls getting hurt. As as I'm adding Nine, it right now. Nine hundred thousand followers. 
<laughs> half women. And some of them are some of them are hilarious. Obviously, some of them are stupid, but some of them are like, you know, pretty like close calls. You're like, oh, you know, some drunk chick chant dancing on a table and like, you know, the table collapses and she falls over the fucking balcony railing, you know, like just crazy, <laughs> crazy, like <laughs> I freaking yeah, I, 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 I mean, I literally, I just pulled it up just to see, and it's like you yeah, can already you know like, some mean. of them you can see right there. No, that's I could definitely see um, enjoying some of those. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> funny. It's kind of funny. There's a bunch of good ones, but the, the, that's my latest guilty pleasure page. Yes, yeah, I, I got to get on your level. I mean, the stuff that I like, which is always like animal shit. I like that. I like. Do you follow that Dean Schneider that owns the or that has his own like in Africa? area where he's got lions and tigers and the whole bit and he like no. walks out there with them i'll have to follow him oh my god he's awesome dean like See, his is enormous what is it uh yeah dean schneider he has 9.7 million followers oh damn okay awesome following now yeah yeah it's his is wacky but like he's right there in him he goes in with hyenas with with the lions the whole bit just out there laying with them and you know it's nuts. I mean, I don't know how the hell he got that done, but you you follow <laughs> you follow Ocean Ramsey, right? No. Ocean Ramsey. You should follow Ocean Ramsey. What's this? Um her and her husband Juan, Juan Sharks, that's his name. They swim with great whites and they like touch them. Oh and no swim shit. With them. Yeah, and they like they're like shark preservationists and they're experts on shark behavior. So they're not afraid to get in the water with anything. Like they're in the water with tiger sharks and they're touching them and stuff. That's yeah. wacky. I know Steve-O did that uh, during shark week and <laughs> right. Fuck, got, his hand mang- got his hand mangled by a shark. Literally. It's- Jesus. <laughs> I, fo- I follow him and yeah, they, they would do that. Like just jump out there. Like, all right, let's see how this goes. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, no, no. These people are experts. They know what they're doing. They like, you know, there's like great white sharks that they've dived with so many times. Like they, they like named the shark, know you know? That's yeah, so like crazy. they've named, they're like, yeah, this is a giant great 2000 pound great white named, you know, Sarah. And we've seen her, <laughs> you know, we saw her again the other day, you know, and it's crazy. That's freaking nuts. All right, look at, look at, look at the, we're providing a service right now, telling people awesome things to, to follow. Trying to make the world a better place. So, so yeah. So what I did was I, I told them about girls getting hurt. And then I know that some of you are going to think I'm a terrible person because of that. So then kind of got to make transition to saving sharks. Sharks, shark preservation. Preservation. Yeah. That's, I mean, no one's even going to remember that, you know, or that I didn't wear masks. Um, It's all fine. (laughs) So, (laughs) <laughs> okay 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 you got it what's your next question what's your next word that i didn't want? You're all shit. we gotta get back we gotta get back we're, go- we're derailing again okay this is what we do ah here we go this is actually oh and I, this is uh, a good question actually post-show rebound do you blast uh anabolics for a few more weeks to maximize rebound or do you just start your pcp pct right away pcp jesus um what i always did and what I advise guys to do is to go down to a immediately get off of everything except for like a bit test. of test. Yeah. And for some guys, maybe it's like, you know, a bit more than HRT for some guys. Maybe it's just go right down to 
like a like a 250 you know trt mm -hmm. plus and ride that for four to six weeks and you will have plenty of rebound you don't need a bunch of drugs literally just being in a good testosterone environment and eating again is going to be more than enough to i always like i just i i wanted to get off stuff i mean you've already been on stuff let's face it you've been cranking fucking four months at that point yep. sometimes five months or six months you know and yeah, especially uh, when you have those a string of shows where you got like six or eight shows yeah six or eight yeah, between yeah. Them. you just get off everything just get off everything yeah. the quicker the better and but i would say on a bit of test because that's where all the magical rebound is and then i would you know go yeah, off i always, I always ran saying. um i always ran 400 for like a month after right. the show um yeah that's but what truthfully, i mean that's about it i think the other problem is is i don't know why and i think you might be the same but um taking my shots is the thing i hate more than anything eating meals six seven times a day i can do that day in day out for whatever reason, I'm lazy when it comes to not wanting to do that. I don't know so what it is, but I'm just I, like, oh. I was always the same. I was always the same. I always, I'll admit, I often like purposely structured my cycle so I had fewer shot days. <laughs> like I'd be like, I don't want to add that drug. It's like too much administration. Like yeah, I have to do that three times like a week. That. I'm out. Yeah. Now, not doing it. Not doing that. You know? Like it's, I remember I had a bottle of, I had a, I had a real bottle of test suspension once, like a, a 30 mil bottle oh, no of shit. real test suspension from like up John. Right. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, sell I'll, this. Take, <laughs> I'll just take two amps of Sustin on. I'm fine. I'm going to get, oh, get rid God. of it. You know? Yeah. No, so, I was always the same. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's my take on that. You know? Yeah. Keep uh, agreed a hundred percent. And then you, uh, but you're right. The other thing is, is I always feel like you got like that slingshot effect. Like the band is held back because you haven't been eating for so long that the yeah. moment you reintroduce food, your body is just like, I mean, it's the same and thing I'm doing right now. Be, it doesn't <laughs> even have to be a lot of food. Like literally just go into a calorie surplus for the first time, like for a sustained period of time for the first time in five months. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. Oh, there okay. we go. Um, oh, I think we've covered this, but I'm going to answer it anyways. Um, do you think that waist trainers work? And if so, what do you think are the best ones? I don't really know anything about anything to do with waist trainers. Um, I'm not convinced that they do what people think they do. I know that back in the whatever year that was when victorian people were wearing waist trainers and actually shrinking their waist they were wearing them like unbelievably tight for extremely long periods of time mm -hmm. um so like that's like a body modification thing so i know that some people are working on them i know that i know you've you've done stuff with them before haven't you i think and yeah. and and i know fuad has played around with them and stuff so i'd I'd have to defer to you guys for any kind of experience. I haven't seen any data that made me like go, Oh my God, I should have a waist trainer on. And I've always been kind of concerned with core strength and wanting to make sure core strength was optimal for just being a bodybuilder, you know, good right. enough to train and be functional. And I also kind of was gifted with a small waist when it came to being on stage. So I just never really had a, you didn't have to think about I it. I never got to the, 
Yeah, I never got to the point where I was really concerned. Like even in the off season, if I was like bloated from food, it would all be gone for my show. So I never really had a concern myself. Um, but yeah, that's that's my little thing on waist trainers. What do you got to say on them? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing I find is it makes you cognizant of relaxing your gut. Like you'll see a lot, oftentimes bodybuilders, because we eat a lot and everything, you'll see guys where you see them, their stomach is just hanging out. They're not fat. They're literally just standing there talking. Yeah, they're just letting their stomach hang. Yeah. When you wear one often, it's restricting. And if you just let your body relax, it's uncomfortable. It pushes into it. So you start to hold your stomach in on your own all the time. Then you'll find when you don't wear it, you continue to do that. I mean, that's the most I really see out of it. It's more more gut control because, like I said, if you're sitting in your car and then you let your stomach go, it's uncomfortable. That thing is right there pushing back against it. So you naturally just hold your stomach in like you should have anyway. So nothing drastic. Um, And actually, um, Santi Aragon makes one that I I love. So I use his all the time, that Paragon waist trainer. Um, Okay. That's what I suggest to everybody. So technically, from what you're describing, that sounds like it has nothing to do with actually shaping the waist. It has to do with like a nervous system cue. And and it would almost be more useful for a big bodybuilder than it would be for like a bikini girl to wear one all day. Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I mean, I think that you're, listen, I have them. And I, when I really want to cinch them and I'm like, I'm in prep and I'm really trying, I wear two because I can't get it tight enough that it, it has the effect, like you said, of those Victorian days. Um, so I wear two just so I literally can't just push into it and, and it move, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, huh. I don't see the sides of my body coming in or anything like that, you know, um, east to west, so to speak. Um, it's more it's just, gut, you know, gut control. <laughs> I'm wide enough in the waist that I actually can use <laughs> a uh, right, compass right, right. to describe the two sides of my body. That's how genetically okay. gifted my waistline is. Um, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, I, I actually do. I think they work in that regard. And I mean, again, like you said, I don't have data to support that, but I used them enough to look and say, well, I didn't look noticeably uh, you know, uh, shoulder to shoulder with sort of way smaller in my waistline. Um, I've got more, I've got much more, uh, much better looking waist now just from being in a coma for a month and not eating or moving. And now it's like, now I can keep it there. It's a little bit different. Now this feels like something I can do versus trying to, you know, turn back the hands of time. Right, right, right. Okay. Very interesting, Dusty. Yes, and it's uh, none of it is factual. It's just what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to roll that out before somebody comes in and goes. Well, actually, I'm like, listen, I, I, bro, yeah. I, just I like I when think. someone I like when someone comes at us in the comments. Like, we'll say something like, "Yeah, you never know. That might be what's going on." Yeah, like, they fucking hammer you, and like, then you they're mean, like, "He's wrong." Blah 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 blah, <laughs> and it's like, oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, if only I cared, which I do not. Oh, this is an important one. Your Damn. favorite ninja, your favorite ninja turtle. Oh, well, let's make sure I can name them all. You got Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Yes, and Donatello had the bow staff, 
And the purple. And the purple. Yes. And then Leonardo, wasn't he the blue? Blue with the sword. And and he had a sword. Yes. And then and then uh Leonardo had the red and the two psi. Yes. He had the two psi. Is that I forgot what those are called? I thought they were called, but yes. Look at you. Yeah, those little stabby, head. those little stabby yeah, swords the, that he had. The, the yeah. little prongs. Like a little porch uh pitchfork with an extra stick. <laughs> and then Michelangelo, what was yellow and he had nunchucks, right? Orange. Orange. Orange with, orange with nunchucks. Yes. Am I correct? You are. You nailed it. Damn. And Michelangelo so, was like the party one, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. So I remember my main Ninja Turtle thing was this one mm-hmm. arcade game that they had that was had four players. Mm-hmm. And you'd go to the arcade and sometimes there'd already be people on it. So you just hop in. It was very right. COVID friendly. There was four people in like a, a little five foot so, socially floor. touch everyone in your space. Yeah, yes. you're like shoulder to shoulder with strangers playing Ninja Turtles. But yeah, that's funny. Who is my favorite one? Um, that's funny. I never really thought about it. I always thought about their <laughs> I weapons. Think I think it's I think it's pathetic that I had my answer like immediately. I was like, Psh, I, Michelangelo. I always like the weapons. <laughs> I, I was I was kind of I I would always pick. Um, was it Michelangelo who had the nunchucks? That's who yeah. I would always pick. Yeah, so, so see, yeah, that go. was my guy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I consider I consider it terrible that I looked at it as soon as I read that. I was like, duh. <laughs> like that's funny. So how was my answer? Was that, that, was, that was acceptable. Okay, absolutely. It absolutely is acceptable, and that's a good question there, Riley. Training and nutrition. Good call. Let's favorite see. Ninja oh. Turtle. Yes. Um, no. Uh, I like those, Dusty. Those are funny. The pop culture questions, I think, are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, half the time, they're like out of my league. And I can barely answer. Um, hey, and, and you know hey, them really, really well. So my advice to everyone is to watch the Quentin Tarantino interview on Joe Rogan. Really? Yeah. Why is this? I don't know. It's just awesome well i'm a tarantino fan because i'm a movie fan and i love all of his movies and i've been waiting for him to be on rogan like when was he on just barely just like like a week ago oh no shit i didn't even know that. yeah so i've been waiting for him to come on for ages and wondering why he hasn't been on and uh all of a sudden he shows up on rogan and it was one of my favorite episodes for a while there was some great like he, he kind of talks about he's only made nine movies Right. right. How about that though? He's he's like created his own little genre, so to speak. Yeah. And he's only yeah. done nine movies. He's had his own brand of movies and, and he's only done nine. And I guess his goal is to make ten movies and retire. He's only got one left. Oh shit. Yeah. He, and and Joe's like, why do you want to do that? And he's like, I don't want to be that director that, that makes that one crappy movie after he's already made a bunch of great ones. I want to drop the mic and just fucking go right. play with my kids. So um he uh, he's gonna write another couple of books and one more play, and then he's gonna do his tenth movie. So it'll be a few years. Does he know what it is yet, or is that gonna come up? No, but so Joe was like, "Well, how can you top Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?" Right, like that was a fantastic movie. And he goes, "Oh no, no, that he goes, that's my masterpiece." He goes, "My my tenth movie will be my epilogue," which. A lot of people don't even know what that means, but it's like the kind of like 
after the story's ended, like, you know, the main yeah. character, like it, it's like an, so Quentin speaks in old television and movie references. Okay. So the way our generation use his movies as like references, he does yeah. that with the stuff he grew up on. So like all the detective shows that he grew up on, you know, you'd watch them and you know, the criminal would get caught at like the 23 minute mark. Right. Right. And you know that they're going to go to commercial and then there's going to be like another minute of, of show before the credits. Right. And that's the epilogue, the little, where they just kind of tie up all the little loose ends after it's over with, you know? Right. And he's like, my, my last movie is going to be like, like that. It's just going to be like, there you go. It's not going to be bigger than once upon a time in Hollywood. He said that I'm was the here. big one. Yeah. Plus hateful eight. He said those two movies were so huge for him like in making them they like and another thing there were so many cool stories like kill bill was supposed to be one movie and he just kept filming this amazing footage and these crazy scenes and he just kept getting so many good scenes and he was kind of writing it as he was going he would rewrite stuff and he had all this amazing stuff and one day he said weinstein because he worked with harvey weinstein for every single oh, no. movie Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Like Harvey Weinstein funded his entire career, and he was like extremely close friends with him. And so that came up too, which was really weird. But anyways, he said uh, a Weinstein comes down to the set, and he goes, "You know, Quentin, I've seen a bunch of the dailies. You know, the little clips from good scenes they've yeah. you know shot." And he's like, "It's a real shame. You're gonna you're gonna have to cut any of this out, you know." And Quentin's mm -hmm. like, "I know it's gonna be really tough to get it down to like three hours." Right. And Weinstein, Weinstein goes, why don't you just do two movies? And Tarantino said he was literally just about to go shoot a scene. So Weinstein goes, why don't you turn it into two movies? And he literally goes, hold that thought. And he like turns and like, you know, shoots for another 20 minutes or whatever. Right. And they, you know, cut, you know, that's the scene goes back to Harvey and goes, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like he already had it in his head the whole time he was shooting. He was putting together the concept of two movies. Right. He's like, oh, shit. If they're two movies, it got to be a year apart. And we got to move the ending of the first movie to this point in the movie. And we got to. He, so he just went to Harvey and he's like, okay, I got it. Here it is. Boom. And he's like, here's what we'll do. And he was already like almost done filming. No shit. So it was like really came. It was just the only reason he did two movies was because he didn't want to cut out any of the scenes. That's freaking wacky. I'm always blown away um, hearing the – I would love to get the backstory on, like, so many movies. You know, like, um, I saw Matthew McConaughey explain uh, his first role um, and, and how it was supposed to be a non-speaking part, and it just kept evolving. Like, Yeah, are you talking about line. Dazed and Confused? Yeah. Yeah, wasn't like, that a great story? Yeah, it blew my freaking mind. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, you know, and, and even and even like his most famous line, they all right, all right, all right, wasn't supposed yeah. to be that. Wasn't it just supposed to be all right or something yes. like that? Yeah. And then all he right. just did it. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. The entire, his entire part was just kept, and it kept they growing. Cast him, they kept just, him back. like you said, they just kept you know, it's like they were writing the movie during. They're like, oh, fuck, we need that guy back. Yeah, and then the the line that they had, like, that's what I like about high school girls or whatever. <laughs> I keep getting older. They keep staying the same age. Yeah, so, like, that <laughs> line was, like, written for him because they wanted to give him another line. 
Yeah. And they're like, this creepy old guy, what's he going to say? And they're like, let's have him say this. And it'd be, yeah, it's like, you know. <laughs> that's, not, that's my favorite line of the entire movie. I love that people, when I say that and people don't know what it is, I'm like, how do you not know that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I said it the other day as like a joke. Right. And I could tell that someone in my presence had no idea it was a movie reference. And if you think you about that like for a, a second. <laughs> that's that, that's how I feel when I go to local bodybuilding shows now. I'm like, like oh, no. <laughs> no one understands me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This is not good. It sounds like I got a thing for high school kids. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because I was actually talking about this like, like, you know, he's like, I don't know, probably about 28. Right. But he's always talking to like the young girls at the gym. So oh, he's right. not like, so it kind of matches like, you know, and I was like, so I was kind of making fun of him. And I was like, that's what I love about high school girls. And I said the line, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I've done that in the gym. Um, like I saw a girl what, uh, hit, a, hit was, on the hit on the 18 year olds. No, literally I have to go the other route with it. So I saw a girl miss on a uh, on on a pendulum one day, and I mean it, it buried her. So I came over and I was like, "Hey, if you need a spot or anything at any point, just let me know." And I said, "And I'm aware I'm an old guy and I'm not hitting on you. <laughs> I just, right, I just right, say right. it out loud. Like I'm literally you're gonna, just offering to help. You're you. gonna see me train. You're gonna see me train, and you're gonna realize that I just think spotters are important. Because <laughs> it, it was funny. I was like, I gotta say this, but I'm not." Cute girl, right. I promise. I'm ancient and I know better, so we're good. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, it's, it's 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 funny. Stuff happens. Like, you know, I'm one of the owners of the gym, right? So mm -hmm. the other day, I'm training, and there's this new girl in there, and I don't know how old she is. She's she's young, right? Right. Probably like let's say twenty. And I see her squatting, and she's got two plates aside on. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good squat for a chick. You know, like not a lot of chicks squat two plates, right? Yeah. And then I watch her do multiple sets of perfect fives. Right. So she's like doing a powerlifting program, right? Yeah. But she nails multiple sets of five with two plates. And I mean, she right. just looks like she's just out of high school by a year or so. Right. So I walk over to her after she's done. I wait till she's like putting her plates away. And I walk over and I'm like, hey, like, you know, that very good squatting. And there's right. like, she's like, oh, thanks. And then I was like, oh, I'm one of the owners, by the way. <laughs> and then right away, she was like, oh, thank you. Awesome. I, you know, I'm yeah. happy to meet yeah, it you. Became it, 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 yeah, it became a lot less weird. Yeah, it became a lot less weird when I was like, oh, I'm one of the owners. I'm just like, I, I, I like to, you know, when I see people and they're training hard, like, I just, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. You know, you see someone new sign up to the gym and you see them in there like soaking wet and they're just giving her and you're like, fucking awesome. Because then they're adding to the community right oh for sure so you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny stuff. how you have to um in a lot of situations i i have had to find myself like pre-explaining myself before i ask a question or make a statement so many times in my life uh right <laughs> at, at, when uh evian did a show at one point and she wanted to get new implants and she, there was a girl at the show who basically had the size she wanted and she shopped in one of my stores so oh, yeah, okay. I, so she comes into my store, and it's funny because it was nighttime, and this particular store was like a fishbowl. Like when you were looking from the outside, you could just see everything that was going yeah, on yeah, in the yeah. store. So she comes in, and I'm on the other side of the counter, and we had like a taller countertop. And I said, "Hey, um, this is going to be really weird. 
I said, but do you remember when you competed a couple of weeks ago, this girl, Evian? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, well, that's my wife. And she wants to get implants like yours. What size are they? Right. And I was like, and I was, so I made sure to like preface, like, here we go. And she goes, oh, no, no problem at all. They're 700 cc's. Boom, boom, boom. She's talking. She unzips her top, pulls them out. And she goes, as you can see, they're kind of up. I mean, feel them, though. They're a little firm. I'm like, I'm not fucking reaching over this counter and grabbing your tits. <laughs> and I mean, I'm looking outside the whole time like, oh, my God, this is happening in the middle of my store. And then she's like, I'm actually a dancer at the highlighter. If you guys want to come by and she can feel them and whatever. And I'm like, I fucking love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> at the highlighter yeah and we did go by the way so yeah that was great well, of course yes. well, you do it well <laughs> dusty it was research purposes you're doing wrong. consumer research that's all it was i was researching but dude i will never forget like i'm just sitting there i'm like oh oh you're topless shit would you buy everyone can would see you, <laughs> yeah well you're not gonna you're not gonna spend ten thousand dollars on something without like doing a lap around the parking lot well, that's the thing. I was like, can I motorboat them? I mean, are they built for speed or comfort? I had to right, figure right, it out. Right. Like, <laughs> but speed yeah, or was, <laughs> do you remember that from Wedding Crashers? Yes. That is also so the movie. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, Amazing. that's my life in a, in a, in a uh, nutshell is I find myself constantly having to apologize for what I'm about to say. Right. Right. <laughs> here it oh, comes. I'm, I'm doing I'm, this anyways and I shouldn't, but here we go. It's, <laughs> I'm one of the owners. Exactly. It's okay that I came over and that's your first day here and I'm up here to be hitting on you. I, yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. No, that was all see me all the time. It'll be awkward. But I, th I think we've, we've, we've sort of like, do you feel like you've had to explain yourself a little bit just because you're a bodybuilder for like your whole life? Well, and I'm me and I say shit I shouldn't say. So Right. So the double combo. Your yeah, personality I'm, I'm to with requires a certain amount of apology. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> trust me, I, I, I feel terrible when I, you know, I mean, when I was my poor mom, when I was sick, I come through and she's got a list. She's like, these 77 women were checking in on you. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most of them just asking if you're dead yet. Because <laughs> if not, I could come help. Wait, what? The way they worded it was <laughs> very concerning to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, pain, painfully accurate right there. I can't even lie to you. Yeah, it's poor, Tommy and, <laughs> poor Tommy and Matt had to do a lot of deflecting and changing directions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. There, was, there wasn't enough years in my life for it all to make sense. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but, but, but you and I have the same amount of time as him. How does he manage yeah. this? 98? What do you mean 98? <laughs> yes, I know. Very impressive. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, What's next? Okay. Um, geez, I have totally derailed. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna answer, I want to answer this one just because. Just trying to get rid of water weight and swelling. I use Danline Root. Just don't know what else to use. Now, so uh, is there what's the context to this? Is this post show or do they have like heart failure? <laughs> See, that's right? the thing is, I mean, I, because you didn't get any context, I'm going to assume it's post show. Um, and actually, I have an example for this, so I'm going to use it uh, in a story. Um, so I had a, um, a surgeon that I prepped for a show one time. Um, 
I don't even know what it's called. What's it? What's a cancer surgeon called? Uh, an oncologist. Yes. So he's a very well-known oncologist here. Is that, is that it? Did it? That did it. I don't know if I'm right. It, no, as soon as you said it clicked, so it's got to be it. Okay. Um, so he, um, he does a show. <clears throat> we end. He did well. About four days after the show, he calls me and he's like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I've got crazy edema in my legs and this and that. And he goes, we've already done Lasix and that didn't work and this and that. And I was like, well, you're dehydrated. Can I suggest drinking three gallons of water for the next two days? Yeah. Two days later, two days later, I get a text. I'm an idiot. Thank you. And it made me laugh because he's talking to a bunch of doctors. And of course, the first thing they want to do is throw a pill at him. And I'm like, well, since the show ended, you probably went from drinking yeah. a couple gallons a day to drinking beer and nothing. So that's the answer. So, so my answer to this kid, assuming it's post-show, is A, drink, drink a bunch of water. water. If, that doesn't, yeah. if that doesn't work, have your heart looked at. <laughs> I would say six to eight yeah. liters a day just to be safe. Yeah, I mean, I make I, that's a rule with my clients every day. Six liters is like a minimum. And it fascinates me that some people have a hard time with it. I'm like, should I get that down? And like, by the time I'm heading to the gym. Right. <laughs> I, I do. I think I do about eight liters of fluid on an, on an average day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when we, we started the show. It was 1030 and I, and I have more than a gallon down already. Plus. Oh, I'm just too, I'm drink. just, uh, I'm just like almost two liters in. But I had a yeah. giant coffee. My coffee was like half a liter. Well, you forget I wake up at five in the morning. Right. You got a head start. <laughs> I've got some time on you. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Any tips with lowering red blood cell width variable percentage? What was that? I, that's the part that threw me off. I, I, I got the red blood cell and I got so any tips with lowering red, red blood cell width variable percentage i don't even know what that means oh yeah i'm not sure what that last part means if you want yeah. less red yeah, blood I, cells I, yeah <laughs> donate blood but uh <laughs> yeah i would just yeah i don't know i i that seems like it's out of my wheelhouse i'm not a yeah i'm not a doctor yeah i jumped on it quickly when i saw the beginning part and then as i finished the question i'm like i don't know the answer to this never mind right <laughs> but but donate blood <laughs> yes. Um, go, do yeah, exactly. go donate blood and see if there's still a problem. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. Is it bad to take a protein powder that had soy in it? A lot of them do. A lot of them do? Apparently. None of mine do, but... I think it's <clears throat> unbelievably easy to find one that doesn't. Just get a good whey isolate. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, to, to I, I'm not question. a fan of soy. I'm not yeah. a fan of soy. I don't think soy is like going to like turn you into a woman or anything like that, but I'm just not a fan of soy. Um, I'm suspect of it for causing issues. I'm, I, I wouldn't, I don't ingest any myself and yeah. I would just avoid it. Yeah, and I've also seen, very... I've also seen people that go from like, they're like, I'm going to quit eating meat. And then they start eating like a whole bunch of soy products and they have all these problems. Like, oh, my stomach hurts all the time and I can't shit. And, you know, like they just have all these problems. And when they, and they right. didn't have any of them when they were just eating like chicken and fish, you know? <laughs> so. Let's okay. see. Jeez. Yeah, that I stuff drives me crazy. 
Can you put more than one compound in a syringe? Of course you can. Of course you can. As long as it's the same medium, the same, uh, um, like it has to be oil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, you can't. I remember I, I knew a guy, he put like a mill of Winstrol with a mill of Sustanon. So it was like water and oil. Because he thought, oh, it won't matter. They'll just, the water will just flow yeah, they'll separate. Oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just push them in and they'll just go in and they'll just float around. It won't matter. But then he had all these little air bubbles trapped in the, because, you know, like they get stuck. And they, no matter how many times you flick them, they're not coming out of the water oil mixture. You oh, know, shit. it's it funny because I would never do that. So I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, he just, he said there was no way. It was, it was, it was fucked up a shot. Yeah, well, well, on that note, I also don't suggest taking injectable Winstraws, so that's just me. Well, hey, listen, this was back in the 90s. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject, since that almost killed one of my shows at one point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of these days, I need to post that picture. My arm just yeah. fucking exploded. Your arm swelled up? Oh, no, it swelled up, and then it was like I had a, I don't know, a burn or something. My skin melted from the outside. Like, it just yeah. fell off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that discolored, like it was, if anybody wants to, to go look, and that's, we talked about this before, it's the reason people think there's shit in my arms. It's because of that shot. I actually have like a yeah. permanent point. Um, but yeah, if you go back to the 2013 USAs and you look at my pictures, you can actually see that my left tricep is darker than the rest of my body because it was bruised still. Or yeah. dis I couldn't call it bruised, but it was discolored. There was, it was technically a bruise. Yeah, so even with the tan on, it was like a different color. Yeah, you could see it. And I was like, well, we'll yep. see. <laughs> like, here's what we got to do. <clears throat> well, this is interesting. I, this, this is an easy one for me. But would you rather have a tiny pee-pee with big balls or tiny balls with a big pee-pee? Oh. actually called it a pee-pee, by the way. And that's just such an yeah. easy answer for me. But that's such an easy answer. Like <laughs> steak, steak over potatoes. <laughs> hey, Ron most girls, most lines. girls... Most girls are on the low carb diets nowadays, anyways. Right. God, you're just gonna keep rolling here. <laughs> you had me at steak over potatoes, but then you went into carbs. I mean, this is good. You see, he's trying to help your diet, ladies. That's all he's. No doing one here. cares about your carbs. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. No um, <laughs> this is great. This guy asked. How long did the hole in your neck take to heal? <laughs> yeah, how long did it officially take to, to close up? Uh, it was maybe two and a half weeks from when I got out. I don't know how. See, I don't know when they pulled it out because I was asleep or whatever. But um, but it was still a hole when I came out. And oh, yeah. there was a point. Actually, it was when we were on the show, remember, which nobody saw because I was so terrible that episode. Um uh, but we actually, we recorded with Turner Riddle. I'm just telling people what happened. And I was so off the wall at this point still mentally that like we had to throw away the episode because it was terrible. But um, I had to keep my uh, finger over my trach to, to talk because it would whistle, remember? So I'd be like, I was the whole time I was like this. <laughs> it's oh, uh, man. It was so bad, but but and, and the worst part is it wasn't the whistle that we had to end the episode for. It's because I was fucking all over the place. But <laughs> oh, dude, I'm it's funny because I actually. Whistling. Oh well, you know what's great is uh, so Dom, my my one of my tissue guys, just he would come over here to do all my work, 
And when I would move to get up and breathe, it would make a sound and my dogs hated it. <laughs> so they would like get freaked out because it was literally like a whistle sound coming out of my throat, almost like a wheeze. Every time I moved, so, I'm like, fuck. So do you remember the day it stopped, like making any noise and you could feel that it was closed? Yeah, I can remember when I just remembered going, oh, good. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, because it was even in the night, you know, when you like shift and move, I would hear it. And I'm like, God, like this is terrible. Um, but then I'm stoked, too, because it's literally it looks like nothing, though. It looks like I got a cut. Yeah. You know, the only thing that sucks is sometimes like um, and I don't know what it is. It's not always. But like if I swallow, sometimes I feel like my entire neck moves and you can see it. But whatever. The, the huh. least of my concerns. But it was funny because uh, when I got it, a lot of people like people were worried I was going to care. And I'm like. It's character. I was never pretty to begin with. But actually, I right. used to go out when I, when I first got it. Um, when I first got out. Me being me, I was never really covering it up. So it looked like somebody put a freaking cigar out on my throat. And I'm just walking around town with it like it's nothing. <laughs> I would see yeah, people's yeah, yeah. face. They're like, oh, fuck happened to him. But right. Yeah. So it's so really question. weird. Just say it's a really weird herpes. <laughs> you should have seen what I was doing. My neck. <laughs> should have seen what I was doing when it happened. <laughs> right, right. Who could have thought you got it there? <laughs> oh my god, this is great. I have to say this just because it's it was asked. Do you do you I am intermuscular in your delt? If so, can you show how to do it? No, I cannot. <laughs> oh god. YouTube people. There's YouTube for this. Yeah. No, I cannot show you how to do that. I am sorry. Um, well, that's funny. Somebody asked, will the interview with John Meadows ever be recovered? No, it will not, but it will be re... I don't even call it redone. We're going to see John again at some point. We're just going to have John on for a third time. Uh, <laughs> for a third time, a second time. Yes, um, exactly. Oh, here's a good one. I'm actually curious your answer. Anadrol in the off season. Is it worth it? Worth it's a funny word, but do you suggest Andrew on the off season? What I'm going to say, I don't know. Um, I mean, Anadrol can be fun. <laughs> it can be fun. Like, hey, I took Anadrol in the off season a few times. It wasn't one of my go tos. I felt like it was more of a um, maximize your fullness and strength kind of a thing for the off season. Um, I didn't really think it was like, you know, it was one of those things where you go off of it and you feel like you, you always lose like the fullness you had on it. It's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think Anadrol is like the best drug for building muscle, but it's a great drug for training and like yeah. being big and maximizing fullness and all that stuff. I, I actually found it was funny. You know, I always thought of Anadrol as an off season only drug for most of my years. And then right. When I worked with Chris, we would use Anadrol for like really short little periods of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He'd be like, okay, let's do a high day and let's run Anadrol for five days and send me pictures. Yeah. And then I might go off of it again. And like, I don't know, it was just like that. But then I found doing it that way. I like, I, I loved it because I wasn't like blown up or bloated or anything, you know? So yeah, I didn't mind it in the prep times because Anadrol, um, the reason I could ever do the off season, it killed my appetite. Well, yeah, there you go. So everything Which, that all the benefits of it got lost because I had such a hard time putting the food down um, that I can I can honestly say I, I didn't always get all my food down. 
So that's when I was like, that doesn't work. <laughs> right. And it's funny because when I was young and I took it in the off season, like I remember I had some real Anadrol back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And, but I was not following any kind of diet. So I could just like, when I say that, I mean like modern diet. It was off season. So I could just get my calories in. Did so McDonald's not so if, if if Anadrol was like affecting my appetite, I'd just be like, oh, well, let's get, well, what do we got to do? Let's just get these fucking calories in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't thinking about the same type of calories. You're not sitting there shoveling like three cups of rice with 20 ounces of beef or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Team Fork. Hey, did When you went to college, did you play sports in college? No. I just, okay. I took two years of college for business and then I dropped out because I was stupid. Because <laughs> you were and stupid because it was stupid. Because <laughs> I thought it was stupid. I'm like, right. they're just teaching you how to work for somebody. I thought this was supposed to be for business. <laughs> right? It's so accurate. That's, it's so damn accurate. It's painful. Because there was, there was, I remember when I went to college for business, there were like some classes where I was like, oh, this is great. Like we had a marketing class where we had to like, you know, do reports on some companies that, you know, change their marketing and save their brand. And we had to research right. that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like actually useful. Like I'm learning a bunch of stuff about what companies did to like, you know, save themselves. And like, there was like some cool classes. And then there was just right. all these classes. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do anything that has to do with this class. That's, like, you know, what's funny is when I went to college, um, first off, I went to college with zero intention of ever graduating. I went to learn stuff I wanted to learn. Um, right. And uh, it was so funny because I went in and the counselor couldn't wrap her head around it. I was like, no, 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 I'm not here to graduate. I just want to take these courses that a friend of mine took and I heard they're great. Well, you're going to need these to, to get your, your, your associates. I'm like, I'm not going to get a degree. I don't need it. <laughs> like, right. That's funny. You're, you're missing the point here, lady. Like I have no intention of well, getting a degree whatsoever. How's this? I remember... After my first year of college, I was like, I find it really strange that I haven't been taught how to open a business yet. Like I just took, <laughs> I just took the first year of business and no one talked to me about opening a business. Like, I don't know how to get a business license. I don't know how right. to go. Like, who do I call? Like, do I just call the city? Like, what the fuck do I do? Do I need a health permit? How do I get that? How right. do I negotiate rent? I need a fucking location. How do I <laughs> like... All those questions, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I was like, well, maybe they'll teach us in the second year. And then <laughs> so by the second year was over, you realized you didn't need to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. And and at first, yeah, and I was like, fuck this. So I just left. And uh now I have two businesses. So there you go. I think that's what's funny is that I I don't know if I've said that here before, but that's how I got to where I am, is my dad literally told me. So I wanted to get a job with his company. Um because right. he made he made a lot of money and I wanted to make a lot of money, so it just seemed like a good idea. And, uh, he, I, I went through an interview, you know, I was going to get on kind of like a base level and then go to school during and, uh, and, uh, I was good to go until it hit his desk. And then he was like, no, I'm not hiring you. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're not going to hire me? And he's like, you're unemployable. You're disagreeable. I don't want you to work for me. <laughs> he's like, you need hey. to own your own business. You, you are not an employable person. And I was like. Oh, well, your dad, your dad did you an immense favor there and he saved you a bunch of time. Oh, for sure. And then what's funny is, is once I learned he hated his job, he worked because just like everybody else, he trapped himself with money. 
And, right. you know, and when I, I don't know if you know about this, but when you own a business, I call it the golden handcuffs. Um, if I give someone a raise and then they go buy a new car, I'm like, good. Now you're here. Like, right. you know, so, and that's what I, I say Americans, but I mean, maybe it's across the world, but that's what Americans do. They make more money, they spend more money, and then they can't get out. They can never go do something else. You know what I mean? Right. You, right. you can, you're making 150 a year and you hate it, but there's a job you would love to do that would make your life better at 80 and you can't do it. You can't. Right. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's, it's a funny thing, but yeah, I, I didn't, I think school is for people. I mean, A, it doesn't hurt you to go and maybe have some time as you figure out what you're doing with your life. Oh yeah. But I, but I thought the same thing. It doesn't directly, it didn't directly correlate. And uh, I learned so much by having my ass in the frying pan. I'm like, all right, here we go. Right. How do you do this? You know, no, nobody, same with you. Like I just bought a business. I just negotiated and did my thing and got a loan and all right, let's see how this works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think the reason why I never felt like, um, I understand a lot of people come from a family or a culture or, or whatever, where they feel like they have to get a college degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, but I just was never really, I never really was told that really, I right. was told like, you have to be productive and you have to work at something. Those were like right. things. Right. Yeah. And, um, but the main thing was, if I thought college was directly linked to making more money, mm -hmm. like then I probably would have been more motivated to finish it. But I just, right. I know that they say statistically people with college degrees make more money, right? Statistically. I mean, obviously right. the data shows that. But I just didn't see that around me. I was mm -hmm. growing up in Northern Alberta. All the guys that were making money around me were welders and, yeah, and pipe fitters. Yep. And, and like, I went to school with a guy like fresh out of high school. He had a couple of welding trucks and now he's, you know, living on a $5 million estate outside of the city with a huge welding company, you know, yeah. 30 years later, you know, and you know, I, I, um, those were like a lot of the people that I saw making money were all the guys that went into the trades and stuff. So I just never had a college equals income connection, you know, right. and then all my idols were pro bodybuilders and, you know, I just didn't give a fuck. I was like, fuck, whatever. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah. And then everyone I met, like I started making friends when I, and I started meeting these guys that had businesses and I'd go, you know, how'd you start this business? And it was always the same story. It was like, man, I just fucking worked my fucking ass off for three years straight when we opened. Yep. You know, that's a story. Yep. No guts, no glory. <laughs> I've told multiple kids that have reached out. I shouldn't say kids, but people who've reached out to me and they're like, how do I know this is going to work? And I, I would tell them, or they would ask me how I knew my business was going to work. And I said, because it had to. It has to. Because my other option was was bankruptcy and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to go ahead and make this work. And yeah. so it did every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was just <laughs> what I saw. You know, and my dad, of course, was, you know, I mean, I grew up pretty lucky. Like, you know, my mom and dad did well. They farmed their ass off. We had a lot of land, you know. Um, so, you know, they were to me a success story, you know, um, sure. I thought I grew up a lot more, you know, privileged than a lot of kids around me. Um, so, you know, I just didn't see college as something you needed. Right. You know? And then my brother went to med school and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. that's cool. But the, <laughs> the pressure, 
the pressure didn't fall on me. It was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Your brother went to med school. Awesome. You know, right. like, no one ever yeah. said, so what are you going to do with your life? Like I just never had any of that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I, ne yeah. I never did either. And I never knew where it was going to end up. So it just kind of worked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm, sure, like I'm sure there were moments in, in my life that my parents were like, Jesus, I hope this kid figures it out. <laughs> yeah. If I had to go to school, I think, I mean, obviously I'd have to take something that I was interested in. Yeah. So it would probably wind up being, you know, something science related. I think most likely. I would have just done it. If I had to do something, it would have been a trade school, like you said. And I would oh, have ended wow, up right back. Yeah. I would have ended up right back where I am owning something, you know, right. like, like I don't, I don't, it, it, you start to realize, and it's funny, but I was, I was some of these stories I can't actually tell here, but, uh, I was running businesses since I was a kid. I just didn't realize it, you right. know? So like when, when I was in high school, um, I didn't really like writing papers and I'm not a great, like my English as far as punctuation and shit like that's terrible. Um, but I found a girl who would write my papers for me for 10 bucks a piece. Um, so I would buy three of them from her and sell the other two for 20 bucks a piece. So I would just make money <laughs> and it never really clicked on me what I was doing. It just made sense. Like, why would I spend 10 bucks <clears throat> if, if I can make 10, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if yep. I can make 30. So <clears throat> all, I have so many of those that were like default where it's like, that's just the way the mind worked. I'm like, oh, well, I guess, that's I guess funny. it makes sense that I would find a way to do that. I, I yeah. remember, I remember doing things to make a buck. That's so funny that you just reminded me of something that I hadn't thought of in years. Um, but I remember like a couple times where I would, you know, I needed something. So I would order two and then I would sell right. one. Like, so I remember one time I wanted a pair of handlebars for my BMX. I was like 15. Fuck. It's so funny that I forgot about this full circle. <laughs> and I wanted these new bars and, uh, and I was like, fuck, they're going to be kind of expensive with shipping and stuff. And then I knew another kid who rode and he was like, yeah, I want those bars too. And I was like, well, how much would you pay for him? And he told me, and I was like, wait, that covers half the expense of my bars. And I was like, oh. So I was like, I can get them. I can get them. And then I, I ordered them. I can make this happen. Them. Yeah. But like, this <laughs> is back old then it wasn't, it wasn't internet. Yeah. It's not like the guy could search it himself no, real quick. You had to call the company and give them your mom's credit card number over the phone and tell them your address and they would ship them out to you. Right. Like old school. <laughs> There's yeah, kids yeah. here going, you did what? <laughs> yeah. So I got my bars for like, you know, 40 bucks instead of 80 bucks because he paid 100 for his, you know, or whatever it worked out to. Yeah. I feel like <clears> this is <throat> awesome. Yeah. Cover the shit. So I always That's had a little saying. bit of that. I always had a little bit of that. And I remember my dad, like I'd sit around the table and I'd hear my dad talking about farming, right? You know? Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, there was this point in time, kind of a long story, but you know, you had to sell your grain to the Alberta wheat pool. That right. was like the, it was like the government, like you sold your grain to the government. Right. And then they like mm -hmm. shipped them out. But then there was like a bunch of changes and there were these, there were these other methods of selling your grain. You could load them onto train cars yourself if you started a corporation and all this. So I remember my dad going through this thing where him and these other farmers formed a corporation and then they right. were loading their grain directly onto rail cars to bypass the initial yeah. Um, sale. Cut out the middle and they would, yeah. 
Yeah, and they're making better money. So I remember like growing up around that and hearing my dad mm -hmm. talk about that. Yeah, I get we got to set up a corp and we're going to do this and move this money here and it's less taxes. And so I just, I was lucky that I had a little bit of influence. Um, yeah. Be like, huh, you got to fucking figure it out. No one else is doing this, but he's doing this. Yeah. You know, no, I, th I think dodging taxes. That's what, that's what's cool. Well, I mean, tax avoidance is legal. Tax evasion is not. Oh, yeah. You've got, if, if, well, <laughs> Actually, I'll go you one better. Tax avoidance is your responsibility. True. Yes. Very true. <laughs> They've set up this system. They have set up this system for themselves to make insane amounts of money and dodge taxes. They set it up. Yep. It's your responsibility to exploit it or else yeah. they're using it and you're not. They're yeah, the ones who made it. it. Yeah, you're playing by the rules. That's, that's what I, I always yeah. say when people, you know, they talk about you know, people not paying taxes on this and that. I'm like, no, you don't understand how the game works. <laughs> yeah. They set this up themselves so that they yeah. can avoid as much tax as possible. And then they're going to give you the look like you set up another company in another country. Hmm. That's a little bit. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's what they're all doing. That's what the people yeah. you voted for do. Yeah. Yes. I did what you did. <laughs> yes. Funny. It's very simple, really. That's actually uh, a shirt. So I was talking about this. It's actually a this. shirt. <laughs> so I was just talking with a really close friend of mine about how you can tell what your own mental health is like by looking at the ads that you're getting on your Instagram feed. Because <laughs> <laughs> it reflects, right? So oh, I, joked, classic. I joked that what I get in my Instagram feed for ads are like ACDC memorabilia right? and BMX parts and, <laughs> and uh, the bodybuilding bullshit. And then I get all this stuff for like, I don't know if I'm liking too many angry posts or whatever, but um, I'm getting all these like anti-state, destroy the government, fuck your, <laughs> like, fuck your taxes. Like I'm getting all these shirts. That come up right. like and 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 the one is uh um uh paying as little tax as possible is your responsibility as a citizen that's the one that it says on there it's pretty funny <laughs> that's freaking good i just you know, love what make, you're make politicians afraid again yeah that, that i've seen that one before actually that's funny yeah, yeah. Th those i've seen it is it is funny though because you're right what you see like I, all i get right now is house stuff because i'm looking at uh building something you know so it's like constantly right you know i'm like oh and, and then what sucks is i've got a billion dollars worth of shit i've saved <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna need that light fixture later let's save that for sure <laughs> that's 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 funny okay ah, what do you got let's see here wow okay this is an interesting one so i'm i'm, I'm curious at how basic your answer will be how to activate the lats during deadlifts Well, you're supposed to pull all the slack out of the bar before you lift the bar off the floor. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to do that by, you want to straighten your arms completely and flex your triceps. And so you're not pulling with your biceps. And then you want to drive your shoulders towards your hips. Yep. So you're engaging your lats, like you're pulling your, your shoulders towards your hips. So you're trying to shorten your lats. And then you pull all the slack out of the bar so there's no slack at all. And then you drive. 
So that's yeah. kind of the checklist that I do. Well, I think the basic thing too, that I was going to drive home. I think sometimes people, they think of activating a lot or what they're feeling. You cannot compare what you feel doing a deadlift in your lats to what you do it on a pull down or a row. Oh yeah. Well, it's not a direct lat exercise. Like you're loading yeah. the entire back in a functional way, but you're not training really any meaningful range of motion for the lat. And yeah. you're not going to get like a burn in your lats deadlifting. But yeah, I've, you know, I feel like you got to point that out because people miss that. I think a lot of people, it's silly it sounds, they, they hear, they look at a guy like Johnny Jackson that's got a back for days and they know that he credits a lot of that to heavy deadlifting. Right. And then they're like, but I don't feel that the same way I feel a row or a pull down. Johnny and doesn't feel his not. deadlifts in his, Johnny doesn't feel his deadlifts in his back. I'll tell you that much right now. You ask Johnny Jackson what he feels when he pulls heavy and he says everything. That's exactly, that's exactly, I had somebody ask me that one day. They said, uh, what part of your back are you, are you hitting me to do that? And I say, all of it. Everything, like the whole fucking body. So here's, here's something that someone said to me the other day, and I just thought to myself, oh no, this is evidence of a gross misinterpretation of what's being attempted to be communicated from a lot of influencers. Mm -hmm. So I had a girl say to me, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm leg pressing, but I just don't feel it in my quads. And, you know, no matter how much weight I take off and no matter how light I make it, I just can't isolate my quads. Oh, God. And I thought, oh, no, this is a fundamental misunderstanding of, of almost everything. Yep. The people spouting off about Oh, put your feet here and you'll feel your quads. Put your feet here and you'll feel your glutes. Put your feet here yeah. and you'll feel this. First of all, that's not like it's not that simple. No. And if nor you is don't, that true. yeah, nor <laughs> is that true? Uh, and even if it is true, is it like 5% more, 10% yeah. more? Like it's not like on and off. And these people, some people think that they should feel nothing but the target muscle. Yeah, they think they're doing an extension now. <laughs> like, well, I'm doing leg press with my feet low, but I'm, 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 my, my, butt, my butt's firing pretty hard, so I need to take weight off to try to isolate my quads. Like, they think their butt's not supposed to flex. Like, every, yeah. like it's, it's not, that's not how it works. You have to load the body. It's almost impossible to know where to begin to re-explain everything to them. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it's interpretational. You know, like the other day, I or my Q and A, I said um, somebody asked about um, taking salt out, um, and, right. I, and I literally, I literally said, I just off the cuff, I was like, anybody who's still pulling all your salt's an idiot. Like that was my answer. And then I got a question an hour later, somebody who had read that, and there was like, why don't you believe in sodium manipulation? I'm like, whoa, that's not what I said. <laughs> Like, I did not say you can't manipulate sodium. I said pulling sodium is stupid. Like, but it was funny because that's an example of what happened to that girl is she's hearing not really what they're saying, you know? Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like I've said the same with, with biceps. You know, I lower the weight to really focus on my bicep contracting, but I'm not grabbing the fives. It's the well, maximum I can do while staying in that focus. So I'm still trying to progress. I'm still using as much as I can. Yeah. As much as I can that way. You know what I mean? Plus, plus biceps is pretty isolationist. 
too. So whereas like a leg press is like so compound that to think you could isolate one muscle and everything else would be like deactivated to the point of resting. Yeah. Your hamstrings are doing nothing while that was in your chest while your knees are in your chin and you're pushing you back know, up. The glutes and hams won't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a kind of an, an, an unrealistic uh, idea of what's going on when they're lifting weights. Yeah, so no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but that's the same with back. So yeah, it's it's you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't I've had people say the same thing. Like, you know, I keep taking weight off, and I still don't feel my lats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely tough. Um, Oh, here we go. This is a this is actually a cool one that you can run with. Uh, BMR calculators say I need way more calories to maintain. Am I restricting my metabolism? Um. Well, I mean, I don't know what BMR calculator they're using or anything yeah. like that. Um. I mean, it's hard to really answer the question without knowing a little more about that. What number? What What are they eating and where are their calories? Um. But you know, generally, if you get like a rough estimate as to your basal metabolic rate. And if you're like grossly under that on a daily basis, that's not usually a good thing. That's, well, you're going to know, you know, I mean, that's yeah, kind of I mean, where well, I was, was hoping to go with that is, is I understand the use of these things, the calculators, mm-hmm. the, the body fat, but at the end of the day, I think people need to really simplify it further. Like, listen, you know, it's saying you need more calories. Are you restricting your metabolism? Well, what's what's your body telling you? Yeah, like are your workouts like, amazing yeah. and your strength yeah. is through the roof? Or do you feel like, you know, dog shit and your strength sucks? Yeah, I mean, because I think if you do that, sometimes it's fuck the calculator. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or just like fuck the scale. I mean, I just had a guy the other day. He's, he's the same weight for three weeks and drastically looks different. And I'm like, I always remind yeah. him, this is why the scale is not the only thing I look at. Because if I was only yeah. looking at your scale, yeah. I would fight you to the death to get it down, you know. So be careful with these things too. Plus, you don't know how accurate the number is you're getting from it. So at some point, it really does come back to what do you look like and what's happening in the gym? Yep. Yep. You know, it, it becomes really simple. I think if if more of you all were, were working with good coaches, um, and I'm not saying your coaches aren't good, I ask almost every week, how's the training? How's the strength? Even though it's part of my questions that they have to answer, I want a little more detail. What what's happening in the gym? Because yeah. then I can yeah, decide I just with one of that my information last night. and the pictures. Yeah, you know, they, you know, he his weight's the same. He's got a bunch of stuff that's the same, but the strength is up. So it's like, oh yeah. fuck, take that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. the The training matters. Um, I really liked what Meadows said in our secret episode. Um, no one gets to know but us. Yeah, but he was saying like as he's gotten older and more experienced and you know um also too i will attest to this as you get back to training on nothing but hrt Mm -hmm. um and you start to like you know recalibrate what normal is and you know what recovery is and all that sort of stuff um he said he's moved a lot more towards like away from exercises and plans and more towards just like are you loading the muscle through an active range of motion yeah yeah. and for some muscles you're going to need at least a couple different exercises to do this you know Mm -hmm. because you want to hit a stretch position and you want to load it well and all that stuff 
So it, you know, five exercises, six exercises, seven exercises, or three exercises. That's not where the magic is. The magic uh-huh. is in how are you moving the weights? How are this? What are the sets like? Is this a good exercise for loading? You know, does it have a, a decent strength curve that makes sense? Uh-huh. You know, being efficient. And and I have to totally agree that I've. That's just how I. I just don't think about training as like, oh, I have to do that exercise or that exercise. I'm like, no, I have to load the muscle from point A to point B. I can use any of these exercises; it doesn't matter. And, yeah. And 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 I've noticed that, you know, it's, you know, in my head, it's just super simple now. Well, uh, I think that that's. I mean, it's funny because this is an argument I've been having for years, which is, do what works for you. Right. You know, because I think that that's where people get stuck, whether they're asking, you know, you love the leg press. You've always loved the leg press. If I'm a fan of you and it doesn't, I don't feel the leg press or it's it's hurting my hips or whatever it is, I don't need to be in love with it because my idol does it. You know what I mean? Um, and then same thing in reverse. Like I used to love looking at people saying like Johnny and Branch train like shit. I'm like, look at them. Yeah. Like I have a hard time arguing with their results. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what it comes back to where um, uh, Max Charles is uh, another one. He, he trains in a really short range of motion, always has. And I see people blast him and I'm like, have you seen that fucking guy? <laughs> like, right. like, Get away from the idea that you must do something and that you must do it in a certain way. And I think you're going to find yourself getting crazy results. Like John said, because... You know, I've worked with him before. Like we did a lot of different things that I really liked because it's like, especially when you're getting into muscles that are struggling to work, to to grow, you start Mm -hmm. getting creative. You start thinking, you know, it's like, hey, you know, for my legs, a traditional squat does not work. I I really liked the line that he said. Um, He told a story about one day he was squatting like, like close to 600 pounds for like reps yeah. in the gym. And he was not a huge guy at that point. And, um, and then he was, I think he, after that he was doing like something fancier, like Bulgarians or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he said, the guy came over and said, the guy that owned the gym or whatever said, he came over and he goes, you know, John, you're going to go a long ways. Cause you're one of the most creative bodybuilders I've ever met. And yeah, he said, when the guy called him when the, yeah, is that how the story went? Mm-hmm. More or less. Yeah. And he's, said when the guy called him creative said you're the most creative bodybuilder i've ever met he like really took it as a like wow that's maybe that's my thing maybe i should run right. with that and allow that to come out and not not try to control it like allow it to just flow mm-hmm. and you know which would you know it's kind of cool because you know john meadows became known like that's one of the things he did was you know he had so many creative ideas that other people weren't doing so yeah yeah i really like that story that was cool not I thought it was good too because it, um, and and everything comes with a, with a asterisk next to it for me, because I say yes to that, but I also say it for someone like John, because for a lot of like a lot of your clients, that would be a way to avoid doing things they don't enjoy. Like deadlifts are a bitch; they're brutal to do, and a lot of people just don't want to do them, so they'll they would avoid it out of I'm going to be creative and do a pinky twist. Uh, right. row. You know what I mean? So it's making sure you understand that 
when John was doing it, it was literally to maximize his body. He was willing to do whatever it took. And for example, oh, yeah. the Bulgarian split squats, the routine he does, which I have now passed on a million times, if done correctly, is far more terrible than anything I've ever done on a hack squat. Like, oh, it's, well, plus it's one leg at a time, so it's double the it's worse. It's terrible. terrible. Like, terrible. You know, but that's the thing is he's hunting for things that work. And I think if you can do that at the highest level, then absolutely. Like, you know, I put people in a box because that's the only way to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. But right. my more advanced people, when they come in, I'm like, you want me to write the training? Or are you good? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I might say, but along the way, if I see a body part that's not coming along, I might ask you, hey, what are you doing? Have you thought about doing this? You know, or yeah. what do we think about trying that? But there's quite a few people on my roster that I don't write their training at all, just their nutrition supplements. Yeah, I, I there's some people where I'm like, hey, send me your training. Let's see some videos. Let's see your split. And I get all their videos and I'm like, oh, this guy is like training hard and has great form. Yeah. And then I see a split and I'm like, oh, that makes good sense. Let's just roll with that. And, yep. you know, um, and then other times there's people where I'll, I'll say, hey, you know what? I like your training. So let's just keep that going. Um, but here's maybe a better split. Right. Let's just shift into a better split, but I'm not going to change how you train. Right. And then other people get like a full program and stuff because I've just got to overhaul everything, you know? Yeah. And some people like it that way, you know? Yeah. It's funny, but I, I did that yesterday when I went in the gym. Tommy's like, oh, what are you want to do? I'm like, not today, kiddo. I'm following you. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's fun shit. How long have we been we're, running? We're, we're using we're, a we're new on, app I was going to say, we're, we're on two hours now, man. So, uh, well, no I mean, way. two hours since we started, not since we've been recording. But uh, so we should probably maybe do one more and tie it out because yeah. someone. Yeah, let's do one more. You got, a, you, got a, you got a fun one? Let me look here. Let me look here. Let me look here. Da, 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 da. Or if you can think of something you've already got. Merch. goes to your building. Hi. I have so many of these right now. First experience with drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have one, but I don't know if you want to touch it. <laughs> what's your, what's a very, do you remember the first time you smoked weed? Absolutely. I also remember the what first time it? I took a shot. <laughs> what was the first time you smoked weed? Uh, I was 13 and it was with my neighbor's mom. Uh, prior, this is—it's so funny because this is—it's all these stories that you know of, Ron, are all linked together. Uh, she prior to the, yes, she was. I'm gonna leave it at that. There's more stories there. Um, but so uh, yes, before the, before she took me to the Nine Inch Nails concert in the car. Oh my goodness! Okay, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Did yes, she just so give was, you a little puff? Was it just a little puff? No, we, uh, we blast, she, like, she had, joint. she had, yeah, she had rolled a joint and we were just going back and forth on the way there. Damn, you, you must've been fucked up. I was wrecked, <laughs> completely wrecked. I actually, this is, this is funny. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to parlay this into a separate story because it's uh, when I have to. So last during COVID, um, I was, uh, I was dating uh, a girl that was out of town. And I was going to see her, so I needed to get tanned. Um, and obviously, the tanning salons are closed. So I called a friend of mine who has her own spray gun. And I was like, hey, uh, will you spray me? And she may or may not be an extremely attractive woman also. And uh, I go over to her house, and I brought dinner. 
and we smoked weed. And I remember I had smoked enough weed that I was wrecked. Like I barely knew what was happening. And I said to her out loud, because I've known her forever. I was like, this is so weird because I keep catching myself looking at your boobs, but I don't mean to, because it's you, but it just happens. And she's laughing and we're, we're sitting there. So finally I was like, we should probably tan me. So I go downstairs and she sprays me in her garage. And I don't really remember much after that, except for the fact that I got in my car and I was like, All right, I need to wait like to make sure I can get home. And literally from her house to mine was one, two, four turns. Um, so I get home. I celebrate my victory by explaining the next day to the girl I was going to see that I got so fucked up. I could barely remember. And I don't know how I got home. <laughs> and she's like, so let me get this straight. You went and got super high with a hot chick, got naked, and you don't remember much. And I was like, well, that's the story. That's not how I said it. It was different the way that I Yeah, was. it sounds <laughs> more believable coming out of my yeah. mouth. The way that you said it sounds bad, but I was tanning to come see you. <laughs> like, my bad. That's pretty funny. But yeah, she had some really uh, great stuff from a uh, a like one of the shops here that was phenomenal, like better than the stuff I was getting. I was like, man, I do this all the time. Why am I completely fucking wrecked? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Yes. I never really, I was never really exposed to weed until I got to Australia. Like all through high school, I'd smell weed sometimes. Like, you, you know, you smell someone smoking it, but skunk. none of my friends, none of my friends smoked it. It wasn't really around me. I didn't really, I was never really around weed at all. I knew there were some right. kids obviously in high school that smoked it, but Back in those days, it was just, it was different. It was like, I just didn't have any friends that smoked weed. It was more of like a, the, the, the stoner headbanger kids that were down in like the, the shop end of the school. They like smoked weed. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it was. I, I just, love that I clicked that immediately. I'm like, oh yeah. You know, they're take, like the guys that took automotives, you know, like they're smoking mm -hmm. weed. But I just wasn't, I just wasn't part of like none of the football team. I never smelt it at a football trip or anything. It was just, we were just grew up. We were clean cut kids. Just alcohol, you've thanks. Been, you've always been just a <laughs> just alcohol. Yeah. Just a Far bottle of Captain Morgan, thanks. You know, that's yeah, perfectly fine. We were angels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, I get to Australia when I'm 19, and you know, I've been traveling through Asia for a while, and I'm, I get to Australia, and I meet these bodybuilders at at you know at, on the Gold Coast, and and I I move in with a good friend of mine. And, uh, well, at, at the time I just met the guy, but we hit it off really well. So I move in with him and, um, you know, he's got everything he's set up. He's got, you know, he's renting a house. He's got like these two extra bedrooms. He needs a roommate, you know? So I move in, he's got everything, you know, full kitchen. It's like, you know, I'm moving into like a luxury life, you right. know, <laughs> moving in with like a good bodybuilder. Everything's there. Like, fuck, it's already right. organized for bodybuilding. Like, this she shelf in the fridge is, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. This shelf in the fridge is all meat and this shelf in the fridge is all, you know, like it's already bodybuilder. Yeah. The house is already, is already done up. Right. So, um, I move right in and first day moving in, I'm like unpacking my stuff, like open the cupboard and there's like a bong. And I'm like, Oh, is this a bong? Cause I had literally never even held a bong. <laughs> and he goes, Oh yeah. Know, that's a He's just like casual. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my, that's one of the bongs, yeah. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, oh, we'll have a smoke after we train legs today. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm having a smoke later. Like I was just surprised. <laughs> so, anyways, we go to the gym, train legs, and then it was my first night in the house, right? Like I just moved in that day, so it's my first night in the house. So we come home from the gym and 
you know, I'm like, we just fucking smash legs. He blends up some shakes. We pound the shakes. It's like, this is, we're living the life. This is a bodybuilder life, right? This is as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, we throw the barbecue on and fuck, you know, it's, it was just such a fun time in my life. And he pulls a bong out. He packs a little fucking bowl. He's like, okay, you know, take, take, a, take a big hit. And I just, fuck, I'd never smoked. I never really smoked. I never smoked anything in my life. Was so it a, a water bong or what was it? It was a water bong. Took okay. a big pull off this water bong, you know, and then you let your thumb off and, and holy fuck, did I cough and cough and cough. <laughs> and I, I, I coughed so hard that I threw up. No way. And it was just like a little bit, but I threw up. Yeah. So then he was making fun of me. He's like, man, you fuck, you can't even handle your, you know, you fucking puking you on. You tell me you've never done it before or no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, he was just joking around. He's like, oh man, you can't handle your drugs, right? And, right. um, anyway, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, my stomach settles down and I like quit coughing. And then I realize how fucked up I am. I'm the one big hit. And my first thought, I'll tell you the first thing that went through my head when I smoked weed for the first time, I've been fucking lied to. <laughs> that was my first thought. I've been lied to. This is awesome. I've been lied to. That's so I've been lied to this whole time. This is awesome. Yeah, I see why people do this. And then I sat down and ate this giant plate of food, these big steaks. And I'll never forget, you're going to fucking kill yourself. It's going to be so nerdy. We turned the TV on, original Star Trek, season two, episode four, Mirror, Mirror. Who remembers Jesus? I know my Star Trek. Only and you. Oh, my God. And that happens to be a pretty trippy episode. I'm not going to try to explain it. for the first it. time. <laughs> yeah, that, seem, that, that also happens to be kind of a trippy episode because it's, it's, it has to do with two different parallel dimensions. So the, right. it's kind of interesting. It's really well done. But there's like a moral lesson at the end of it. And I remember, like most Star Treks, there's like a moral lesson at the end of those old episodes, which was actually great. But... I remember being high for the first time and like the episode coming to an end and like processing what it meant and sitting there. And it was like the most profound thing. I was like, wow, I was like, <laughs> what depth. a great, what a great script that was. I remember just sitting there like, and I remember thinking like, holy shit. Now that I know what weed is like, I have to go back and re-listen to every one of my fucking records and watch all my favorite movies. I remember thinking that. I've been fucking lied to this whole time. <laughs> These people are crazy. These fucking people that, that hate this are crazy. This is way better than booze. I can't believe. And like, I like literally stopped drinking. You were done. It was a waste of time. Now you'd found yeah. something better. Like every once in a while I'd drink to have fun, but like, right. I was like, Oh fuck, fuck that. I think it's yep. great. Cause I can only imagine what he was thinking and viewing as he watched you just, you oh, know, he's laughed his ass off. He laughed his he, ass he's off. He's watching your brain analyze the show while he's just like over it and moved on with life. <laughs> We've like, talked about it, actually. We've talked about it. It was pretty funny. It was a funny stage of my life. You know, I was 19 and, uh, you know, we were just out to, we were both out to turn pro, you know? I think it's great, though, that you, uh, I, I, I think more people, including, I mean, I did a lot because of sports, but like, like you said, you've done a lot. Like, traveling Asia and then I'm going to go live in Australia for a couple of years just because 
Like right, people right. don't want to, like, it's funny, but people don't want to leave their hometown. Yeah. Like the, I don't know. The security of that like stuff. That. But you know, what's funny is I think that it's, um, and, and this is coming from me, who's really set myself up in a place, but like, I think you can really hinder yourself if you, if you don't leave comfort. Like if you yeah. think about it, like you could always go home when you're done, but the fact that you had the, the desire or the balls or however you want to say it to like, just up and let's go see, you know, right. I mean, you didn't really even have a game plan. You just were like, I moved to Australia. <laughs> like, yeah. And no, I just had a work visa. That was it. Yeah. I just figured I'd run into people and you know, but, but I, I, don't I have that learned that story. Like they, they, they get somewhere with that. Like, you went there, you established, and you you learned a ton for your life that are used now because you didn't sit at home in Edmonton and right worked the farm. And <laughs> I, I think I think um, I had like an urgency about doing some of that because I remember like kind of having the thought in my head like, oh well, once I'm 24, I'm I mean I'm gonna be like, you know, old unable to do that like yeah like i just figured like i was 19 when i did that when i, I left and did that kind of two years of traveling and living overseas and mm -hmm. um i think i sort of thought i i have to do it now because like later on you know you hear people say oh yeah well yeah, i got a job now and i own a house and blah 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 so i yeah. just knew i had to do it do it then and then i i'd had a friend who'd already done some crazy traveling like where he just mm -hmm. like went out into the world for a year and right. He wound up being in like a John Claude Van Damme film in Thailand, and he was in a fucking Hugo Boss ad in Hong Kong in his underwear. And he just like, I remember he came back from being overseas and showed up at the gym, and I was like, "Where have you been?" And he just had all these stories, and I was like, "How did you do all this?" He's like, "I just left. I just met people. Shit just happened for me. You just talk <laughs> to people, you meet people, you shake hands, like." It's just how life is. And I remember that, that like, I knew immediately I had to get out of my hometown when, when I saw him, I was like, oh fuck, I got to do what this guy just did. So that's why, but yeah, it just, it, I, I think one thing I'm really good at because of that traveling is I can like get set up in a new, like I could get set up and established in a completely new environment very quickly. Right. Cause you know, what's think, important. Well, that's, but that's, and that's how you, that those are life skills, like being able to do that, you know? Um, yeah. Like you don't you know, need much. No, to Tommy did that when he moved here. Um, it was funny, but he was, he was living in Michigan and it just wasn't really going anywhere. And I remember one time just telling him like, you want to be in bodybuilding, you want to make money, you should live here. I was like, it's, it, it's yeah, just easy here. Like come. So he literally, he was like, okay, I'm the only person he knew. And, and he didn't move in with me. He literally moved here. He didn't even know he was moving. He actually just said, I'm going to, to Arizona. As he got close, I want to say he was like eight hours out or so. He's like, where do you live? What city? So I told him and he rented a, um, he actually ended up in an extended stay for like two months. Right. He was like, yep. oh, this will do. He like a furnished in condo. There. Yeah. yeah. Just a dumpy furnished week to week that he rented by the month place until he kind of figured out his way around and what he wanted to do. And he rented an apartment and you know, it's funny looking back. Cause it's like when he left Michigan, he was living in the back of a gym on an air mattress. And now he's got a successful business. He's running on his own. He does online training, in-person training, knows everyone in the city. 
And I mean, yeah. I introduced him to a couple people, but I mean, he did it all. Does he have a cool truck like, too? What's that? Now he's not into cars. He's just, uh, but no, he just has. I mean, he has everything he wants in freedom. It's his thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more, yeah. he's more like you. Like he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants every day, and because he had the balls to just be like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." Like, right. I, I didn't like. I said I didn't plug in any. I just said, dude, with what you want to do, doing it here is easier. I would come here. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah. Fuck it. All right. Boom. Jumped in his car and, and came over. And I just, it's funny because I look back now, like when I see probably things he doesn't even notice. I'm like, I don't even think you realize what you did once you got here. Like you just fucking ran, you know? Yeah. So super impressive. And I think more people, um, when you get out of your comfort zone, you have to. I mean, what was his other option? Yeah. You know, in like the back of a gym. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't have the he didn't know anybody that owned a gym back then so it was like he he literally needed to become successful when he got here and it's not like he had 100 grand sitting in his bank yeah you know oh, yeah. he came here with with very little to you know he had some money but it's not like he had a huge online client roster then so it's cool to see and i think more people would be successful if they got away from their security blanket yeah you know that's the lesson you, for the day there's the moral lesson dusty at the end of the episode we had to tie it off like fucking Star Trek, dude. This is what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> so solid, man. Well, that was good. Let's make sure that this one recorded and we're good to go. So my recommendations, Quentin Tarantino on Rogan. Yes. And then I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Roger. I don't want to get it wrong, though. But he's on the new Lex Friedman episode. He is one of the guys who used to work for Pablo Escobar smuggling drugs. He's an American. And he, do you remember the movie American Made with Tom Cruise? Yes. He was that guy that Tom Cruise mm -hmm. plays was one of his partners, but they kind of simplified the movie, I think. Right. Anyways. Um, yeah. So he's escaped from prison five times. He was tortured in Mexico. He's done all this crazy shit. And now he's like an older gray haired guy and he's free and he's telling his story. And, That's um, the new episode of Lex Friedman with this guy's because he normally has like scientists on and stuff, eh? And uh, so this guy a plot twist. <laughs> yeah, so I'm only like a third of the way in, but it's just a riveting episode because this guy's this guy's outlook on life is just crazy, you know. He said, "Like, what'd you do it for?" And he goes, "The money." He goes, "Would you do it again?" Nope. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's awesome. He's all nope. <laughs> You know, just like there's a lot of great moments in the in so far what I've seen. So, yeah, check those out. And uh, also, too, I forgot that I mentioned it, but I don't think it made it on the air because I think it was at the end of the Meadows. I can't remember. I can't remember if I mentioned it, but I'm getting my gun license soon. It was not that was at the end of the Meadows. You did not mention that today. So I'm very excited. It's a couple of weeks. I got to take a two day classroom, 16 hour classroom mm -hmm. thing so it's eight hours a day two days in a row and then i'll have my my uh my my pal and my r pal which are like firearms and restricted firearms so i'll have both and i'll be able to buy a handgun you're becoming more american by the day my friend i'm gonna get a fucking eagle tattoo right here <laughs> and then on this side this side big mac not 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 a uh, not a a lay big mag a quarter pounder which you don't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is um. that's just funny i i that's just a funny meme that always makes me laugh he's like 
Like the meme is like, I'm so American. My mother's a bald eagle and my father's a Big Mac or something. <laughs> what else? I fucking love that shit. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Is that it, Dusty? Are we ready to roll? That's it. Time to go to the gym. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Like, share, subscribe, uh, comment, ring, ring the bell. Help us out. We appreciate it. We're glad to, we're glad to be rolling again. I know we've had some stutter steps in the last couple of months with like, you know, near death. And then we lost the Meadows episode, um, which was Weak. a bit of a death to us. It was yeah, a little that, bit of a death. That, that, was, that was closer to death than my thing. Hey, is, is Dusty dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, people. It's funny now. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Remember, everybody, yep. it's just bodybuilding.